0: America is an idea, the most unique idea in history. With regard to Russia, we're dealing with the American idea. The American president is an idea. What I made absolutely clear. Martin.
1: Hello, everybody. It's Chapo. We're back again. It's uh, me, Matt, and Felix. But uh, joining us today is our old friend, uh, our cousin from the Twitch stream, Alex Nichols, a.k.a. Option. Alex, what's going on?
2: What's up? I'm getting into commercials. (laughs) (laughs) Remember the one with twins? And twins. (laughs) Twins. Uh Twins. That's a good remind
3: one. me. Um, if anyone out there has experience with like the dark net or uh, like websites like eBay, and you can give me a copy of that commercial, I would love to jack off.
0: It's amazing. Those things used to be most of the memes you would get in a year would come from commercials, mostly, like, and usually Super Bowl commercials. And then you'd had to do with that meme for six months before you get a new meme you could use. How did people survive? I don't understand.
2: When the Quiznos commercial came out the monkey the things, subs. that was next level shit that kind of
3: like is the reason we had 4chan and therefore donald trump
2: Quiznos is a gamer gate that caused most mass shootings indirectly
1: yeah uh, before we get into the uh, last night's uh state of the union or uh, i guess unofficial state of the union it's the first you know congressional address of biden's presidency i just wanted to check in with uh alex real quick they see how things are percolating over on the uh, the twitch stream um what, what are the latest YouTube freaks that you guys have uh, have called for your studies and investigations? I saw something recently about um sex dolls, how to live with
2: a sex doll. Yeah, there's a Juggalo who made a fake uh, documentary about how he met his sex doll, where they're like at the park and stuff, and he gives uh, interviews to the camera. Like It's like Love After Lockup, or 90 Day Fiance, but it's him doing every part of it and interviewing himself about his <laughs> sex doll. So and like then lunch. there's... There's a guy we character? found who does rants in his kitchen about LeBron James. I love that guy. And how that he's too guy. beholden to China. And every single rant uh, deviates into like an empreg fantasy. It's like, oh, LeBron James, you, you suck so much Chinese dick that you're turning into a girl and they're going to knock you up and you're going to give birth. And Obama's <laughs> going to eat your pussy and you're going to scissor together.
3: yeah i'm a big fan of that guy because he's like just one of those enormously fat conservative guys but um you know he just has like a slab of net plat it looks like a standing roast and he like did a video where he's like michelle is so fat disgusting He's 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 really good, what? and uh, he also yeah he called uh, he did my favorite new thing, which is he called LeBron La China.
0: <laughs> <Flawless>. <laughs> nailed him, fucking own. You
3: fucking nailed him. I did. He's not said my favorite one, which is lay bisexual yet, but we can get him there.
1: <laughs> Le bisexual. <laughs> why are why why is this subset of like angry guys? Why are they all so tight about LeBron James? Because he's yeah. a. F- fucking woke pussy. Yeah. Is it just his like stances on like black lives matter or something like that? I mean, and also he doesn't hustle. He doesn't have
0: the rings that Michael Jordan had because he doesn't have the bravery to be a psychopath.
1: Yeah. It's like
3: some like inscrutable sports thing. Like I first noticed it um, about a decade ago when like me and my friends, we were hanging out. This is when I lived in uh, Minneapolis and uh, this guy we knew from Ohio, like they were talking about basketball I wasn't really paying attention. And LeBron came up and he said, oh, you mean le, le shit? <laughs> and everyone just stopped and was like, nice one, man. <laughs> he's like, it's what everyone I know
1: calls him. And it's like, yeah, I don't doubt that.
2: No, they call him something else.
1: <laughs> yeah. <true. laughs> it's just like, why him, though? I mean, it's just because he's the most visible, like famous member. Of the I mean, are there that many NBA players who, like, don't support Black Lives Matter that, that LeBron can be contrasted with? And it like well, he's I mean, a- you
0: gotta remember though. People have hated LeBron since the decision.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. He's taking his talent. Like, this is all South built. Beach.
0: This is sedimentary layers of resentment for years now.
1: That really he was too much off. of a fucking pussy to beat them,
0: in heat, and he and he said he went and joined them because he's a heart of a coward. Like that's been, and then he's like woke on top of it. And it's all, it's yeah, all a then-
1: fucking obelisk of resentment. But then he went back to Cleveland and won a fucking championship for them.
0: Yeah, and that made all the ones in Cleveland happy. But if you don't live in Cleveland, what does that mean to you? Well, what other basketball
1: team are you rooting for if you live in Ohio? The
0: people who hated him hated him for the decision that they, they weren't Cavs fans. They thought it was gutless. Like oh, okay. They watched these guys like, and they they um, judged them like on a personal scale of heroic virtue. What a, what a person with that skill and fame should be doing. And doing something like, oh, I'm going to go to the good team. That defies their ideas of, like, chivalry.
1: I think there's, like, yeah, there's a certain subset of, like, uh, the the American personality or, like, sports fan, I should say, that, like, uh, looks at things like, you know, athletic achievement or, you know, people who have high-status jobs and, like, they get angry at them because they're like, well, if I had their talent, I would be more humble about it. It's 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 yeah. this ima- it's this imaginary thing where like they're casting themselves like if I was the best basketball player, player if I was the best basketball player in the world like I would go about I would be humble I wouldn't forget where I came from or something like that
2: yeah America is a nation of temporarily embarrassed nine to five lunch pail players <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah I mean like I think like a big part of the American sports watching public is like just sort of like resentful like neck fat slab white guys who like just resent like a black guy being good at anything and so it is there's also this like weird racialized and en- uh, uh, uh element of just like ogling like black guys bodies and being like oh look at look how big his legs are He can jump really high but also just this like fear and hatred of like any black guy who's good at anything. And it's like, you have to find these weird reasons for why they're not like as morally righteous as you, as you'd want them to be. It's the same thing with like, there's this guy I knew who, uh, when I worked at a bar who is like a waiter and he was like very adamant about not playing NCAA players. <laughs> it's like, why do you, the fuck? Like, why do you care if they like, why do you think they shouldn't get paid?
1: Well, because they're amateurs. Yeah. It would be, it would be tainting the, uh, the purity of playing basketball the right way.
3: Yeah, no, it's like they should all just be happy to be there and be paid nothing.
2: One of the ones where you have to pay them. <laughs> <laughs> they should have to pay NBA salaries to the college <laughs> <Crowdfunding> <laughs> to play on a college team. Yeah, that's a lot
0: of uh, that's a lot of exposure. That that's worth money. And then you get the NBA salary right
2: after, and it zeroes out.
0: Yeah, yeah it's like uh, it's like how you have to pay for uh, gra- uh, medical school.
3: I think it is like it's sort of like a mirror image of sort of people who like their whole thing is that they fucking hate Joe Rogan. <laughs> it's like yeah, even if you even if you think like celebrity activism is like kind of goofy or like you, you know shocker, an athlete is self absorbed or whatever. It's like. Who gives a shit? <laughs> who fucking cares?
1: No, but I mean, it reminds me of like a, a, a lot of the videos you guys watch over there on the Twitch. Like you said earlier, it's like these 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 people who have the, you know, the bearing of a toad who just like are, are constantly pissed about athletes not being good enough at the fucking like the sport. They're paid a lot to do where it's just like, OK, OK, yeah, you get in there. OK, we're we're, call, we're going to the bullpen. We're calling you out. Get in there, throw,
2: throw a strike. Yeah, Frank the Tank is the best example of that. Because, <laughs> he's, because he's always yelling at the Mets or somebody. He follows every bad team and then screams at the players for losing. He's like, what are you doing? Like, what, what are you doing, man? We can see you. <laughs> he's,
3: I mean, he's the only sports commentator I like. He's the I only would agree. good one.
0: I mean, I'm not a fan of his sports takes, but the the food preparation is impeccable.
3: He's killing it on that. I love the butter steak. It's a great keto meal.
1: Was it the the flavor of the MSG? Was it uh, the accent? Accent you got to have accent on everything. How is...
0: I still... Every time I think about him, the first thought is, how is he still alive?
2: Well, he's 23 years old. (laughs) (laughs) He was in the hospital fairly recently. Yeah, first thing he posted was... I can't imagine that. No,
3: not for health reasons. He was, like, entertaining kids. Like, a lot of dying kids' last wish is to see (laughs) Frank's tank. Get some commentary
1: on the dolphins (laughs) and meds.
3: Yeah. Yeah, cook them some butter steak. Dying anyway. The video of like Patch
1: Adams. The video of him preparing a rotisserie chicken in his house is still one of the most haunting things I've ever seen. It's like it's like something that's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre when his fingers get covered in chicken fat and he touches the camera and then it has this (laughs) this this chicken fat sheen over the lens while he's and then you realize that like he. the 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 linoleum covered table that he prepares his food on is what he eats off of as well yeah the thanksgiving placemat
3: that's my favorite giallo movie yeah it really is it's like (laughs) you're waiting in every
0: one of those videos you're waiting for uh kevin spacey from seven to show up and start force-feeding him spaghetti (laughs) (laughs)
3: he's yeah no i i um you know that scene in uh antichrist where she like Bashes his cock in with a like rotted log.
1: Do I ever know it? Uh. (laughs) Just watched it before we got
3: on. (laughs) That's like, that used to be like the scene in a movie that like I couldn't watch. And I had like really few of those. Um, that's like I'd rather watch that than like the chicken video again
1: well uh, if, you, if you'd like if you'd like more deep lore on uh, uh, food preparation sports fans uh, sex dolls things of that nature head over to chappo FYm our, our our sister's twitch stream um, I will say get...
3: that they, they, they watch nice videos sometimes like Alex is like equally responsible for terrible horrors but also like great animal videos that even I had not seen before
2: I love to shake it up
1: it's it's a, it's, it's a lot of nice stuff over there. All right, so let's let's get into uh, what's going on this week. Uh, did anyone watch uh, Biden's uh, congressional address last night? I guess this I did. Watch
0: it. I jacked off to it. <laughs> I did, so, and I will say that I 100% watched it to see if his brain would stop working.
1: Well, I it, mean, it didn't. It, it, the, it didn't. I got to say, he. I, the reason
0: I kept watching it, though, because usually if he starts strong, I'm like, all right, never mind, and I'll just stop. But he was always he seemed he, they didn't have him on the really good adrenochrome last night. He yeah. was like, even though he was reading off of a teleprompter, it seemed like he was kind of revving up and he was slurring a lot. And he did have a couple of like, just where he just absolutely ate shit trying to get through a word. But as once again, I was denied just live uh, blood coming out of his nose or something. But uh, yeah, that's, that's what I was expecting and hoping for anyway.
3: Yeah. It was, um you know, Seventh grade gym class, if you're the larger kid, making it over the mile. Wasn't always pretty, but you made it. You finished the laps. That was uh, Joe last night. Um, He did have a few hilarious
1: flubs. (laughs) Um, I mean, like, the content of the speech was, uh, I guess, a little bit interesting. I think, like, I mean, the thing that that struck me was that on the, the domestic policy front, I mean, he... He's, he's asking for like, you know, he wants, he wants to get like some fairly ambitious and by fairly ambitious, I mean, things that would basically get America to the level of like a shitty European country when it comes to like, you know, uh, paid parental leave or unions or something like that. Not, not exactly, you know, swinging for the fences, but still, you know, ambitious by the the standards of any democratic president, but like. It was all done in this, in this sort of weird, where he's like, look, we have to invest in America if we want to win the 21st century against China. And it was this sort of like, we have to buy off the people of this country so that they can compete better against China. It was this like, China came up in the speech a lot. He talks about how much him and President Xi talk on the phone, how serious a guy he is, and how they, how they, they welcome fair, fair competition with China. But no cheating.
0: In my discussion with President Xi, I told him, we welcome the competition. We're not looking for conflict. But I made absolutely clear that we will defend America's interest across the board. I also told President Xi that we'll maintain a strong military presence in the Indo-Pacific just as we do with NATO in Europe. Not to start a conflict, but to prevent one. Yeah, it, it really does tell you uh, what we're looking at uh, for the future here. Any any of Any kind of widening of the uh, of the welfare state aperture that might be happening is coming along with heightened uh, confrontation overseas uh, heightened t- uh, control over intellectual property as we're seeing with the vaccine shit in India, uh, uh, and India and will as we'll be seeing with climate change like that's going to be the the de- the democratic deal is. And the Republicans too. It's it's just it's going to be the language will be different, but like that's really all either of them can sell is all right, a little more money for you people to spend and keep the consumer wheels turning, but in a context of zero sum conflict that will yeah turn the earth into a cinder. So that's nice.
3: It's been annoying to see how quick a lot of people are to say, well, oh, he's better than I expected. Um, I, I I feel like. I don't see the point of saying that from the left if we're getting things like Samantha Power at USAID, the everything that Blinken has done, yeah, the brutal intellectual property regime. And, you know, last night we saw a lot of it. We saw the Democrat special, which is we're not looking for conflict, but uh, they, they've actually started it, they've escalated it. There was a lot of that with regards to China and Russia. And I just, I, I don't care how how many you know tax proposals or you know uh, outlet, federal outlays for uh, state safety nets there are. If it's if this is the foreign policy regime, I really think you should reserve your praise.
0: Well, also I mean, people who want to worry about something like climate change. Uh, it, there is no competitive framework for dealing with climate change that does anything other than destroy the world because what, is, what, is the, what are the other countries supposed to do when we beat them in competition? They're just supposed to go, well, you got us. I guess we're not going to uh, try to keep our economies going with the uh, uh, fossil fuels we have. We're going we're gonna to buy all of your clean tech and be serfs to you. That's not, that's not realistic. If it's a competitive framework, every fucking drop of fossil fuel will be sucked out of the earth by everybody, including us, while we tell ev- ourselves and everyone else that we're trying to do what's best. But, you know, hey, we got to win the 21st century somehow. So that's why we're fucking sending tactical nukes to the fucking uh, Northwest Passage,
2: which will now exist. We're gonna be the Washington generals of the twenty first century. <laughs> we're there to get beaten by China.
0: They're just gonna be spinning their ball the ball on their finger and we're just gonna be flailing at it.
3: I, I've been trying to shape in my mind what these next four to eight years will look like. And uh I think I've I think I've kind of narrowed in on it, and it's that it's going to be decisively better times at home in a lot of ways than they were in the past four years and certainly more than Obama as well. But I feel like, during COVID, there was starting to be some acceptance in some quarters that usually wouldn't like to think about these things, that America's time in the sun is the preeminent global power was coming to an end that we couldn't handle it anymore. This uh, presidency is unfortunately breathing life back into that idea. All it took was yeah. one one month where he did a few things that Democrats have been claiming they'll do forever. And we're back. We can do it now.
1: Well, like there was a line in the speech where he was like, you know, our, our democracy was tested like it never has been tested before. By the way, he referred to the January 6th like capital riot as um, the greatest threat to our democracy since the Civil War.
0: We well, said attack on democracy. Ta- yeah, attack on democracy. If you want to yeah. like if you want to thread the needle, the idea is, well, this is literally the capital. You know, I would say if you want to if you want to frame it that narrowly, though, you got to go. Uh, the fifties, when uh, the Puerto Rican independence uh, uh, guerrillas opened fire on the House of Representatives, yeah, they had guns. For, yeah, yeah, they or, actually shot people. So that would be number one.
3: Or Oklahoma City. I mean, is a federal that building. Kind of, yeah, and I mean it was part of like an anti-government.
1: Yeah, yeah. no, I just uh, I, that
2: was part of an anti-daycare program. JD <laughs> Vance is a part of. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Timothy McVeigh was opposed to universal daycare. I mean, I guess that was is that one of the things Biden proposed. Is it universal daycare, or is it like a daycare subsidy or something? I don't know. I see a lot of the a, a lot of the, the the loony the loony trads are mad about uh, daycare because they they think you know kids should stay in the home or something like that. Okay, like, cool.
0: How about we have a fucking economic structure that allows people to raise their own kids? Uh, Anybody no. got a plan for that one other than what fucking Josh Hawley's like coupon we are, for, uh, for like a crib little catch on fire
3: i know what the holly plan is uh me and alex uh and dan beckner uh and charles from e1 uh their podcast fortune kit and i we did a uh, barney stream we (laughs) watched uh, about two plus hours of barney and one of the barney videos that we found on youtube was a 10 hour loop of cleanup which like you gotta figure is for the worst parents in the world Right. <laughs> Just you lock your kid in a room with that. But I think that's the Holly plan like a coupon and then the Barney 10 hour cleanup loop.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, like, there was a, no, he said, like, you know, we were, we were tested like we've never been. We like, he said, our democracy like stared into the abyss, but like we do it like, you know, and when everyone was rooting for us that we would finally crack and then like, you know, uh, America is over or we'd be defeated. And he was like, and we, and we, we stood strong and we came back. And, you know, we were like, and now it's like we're, we're stronger than ever because we've never, we've been tested like we never were before. And, you know, I mean, just like, was it, like the American Families Investment Plan? I mean, if that gets passed, like, fuck, I'll take it. And then, like he said, he was for the PRO Act. But, I mean, he was addressing a lot of the, like, of the speech to Congress rather than it seemed like the people watching at home, which I appreciated because I feel like when Obama gave his speeches, it was always like for TV and for the people watching at home. And as a result, he... Sort of like, just, I don't really, like, he just never really said anything. It was just all this very grand, soaring rhetoric that didn't amount to anything. But again, like, addressing it to Congress, like, it should be addressed to Joe Manchin specifically, who was there looking at some pocket constitution. He was like, he was checking his notes on the constitution during the entire speech. But, like, again, it's just like, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Look, it, I'm, it's, it, I'm, it, there's like these, these certain do, domestic policy things that, like, you know, sound pretty good. But once again, how are you gonna pass it?
2: How are you gonna make it a law? Joe Manchin was looking at porno playing cards. <laughs> he was, he was That's the only at thing po- you can fit in the pocket constitution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only way
0: that any of that would have meant anything is if uh, during the speech he brought out, uh, uh, he had Illin Payne bring out a uh, Manchin's awful daughter with the fucking giant sword and threatened to cut her head off. That's the only thing that was going to move the needle at all.
1: Joe Manchin was playing with a pocket pussy the entire state of the year. He got to practice.
2: He probably, like, <laughs>
3: Manchin probably has not looked at any porn starring any woman who was born after 1971. Like, he was looking... He had a pen where Betty Page's top comes off if you hold it upside <laughs> down. <laughs>
1: He likes, he, likes the, he likes the more wholesome Betty Page stuff. No, 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 yeah. None of that stuff with, with ropes or anything like, or gags or anything like that.
3: <laughs> that's a good, what do you think, like, the last porn Joe Biden watched was? Ooh,
1: that's a good question. I think he was one of those guys who, like, went to see Deep Throat in the theater. Yeah, he took, <laughs> yeah. 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 He, he, he took his first wife to see Deep Throat in the theater, like Travis Bickle and Sybil Shepherd and Taxi Driver. No,
0: that's the thing, though. It wasn't like that. Like, regular people went to see those movies.
3: It's a real film, Jack.
0: Like, you'd sit there next to your dentist in the theater and watch Deep Throat. That, it's the 70s, man. It was a different time. And I guarantee you that he was there just nudging the guy next to him and being like, check that out, Jack. <laughs> you ever seen one of those?
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we talk a lot about there not being a lot of community in America anymore.
0: Yeah, jacking alone.
3: Yeah. I don't know why we don't bring that back.
2: Joe Biden the ushers didn't want to clean it up. <laughs> Lazy.
3: I mean, yeah, that's, like, that's a jobs program right there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> squeegee guys in our
1: nation's robust new network of porno theaters. Joe Biden actually did the eulogy for Harry Reams. <laughs> <laughs> Spoke at his funeral, Jack. <laughs> Moving on from the uh, political to the personal, um, i say... I think, it's an, I think it's about time to dip back into the human interest section of my favorite website, Slate.com, and um, share with you a few of the advice seekers in the Dear Prudy, and Feeding, and then the, the sex column as well. So there's a lot, a lot of issues, a lot of problems out there that I think uh, you would be interested to hear about, and I think we may um, help some people with. So you guys want to answer some letters?
0: Yeah, let's help some people.
1: Okay. I know best. All right, here we go. The, uh, the first one comes courtesy of the, uh, the, the, the parenting uh, advice column section, which is called Care and Feeding. Headline, how do I keep my son from becoming a mansplainer? He's only four, but his favorite phrase is well actually. Uh, just going to have to throw him in a well. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Nothing else. Yeah.
0: Nothing for it. Yeah.
3: Have you seen 300? You know that back <laughs> guy? That's
0: what he's going to do.
2: Where did he learn that phrase? Yeah, good question. Do they say that on shows four-year-olds watch? Like on Paw Patrol? Is there a guy who's like, well, actually, uh, the Pythagorean theorem states that you can't do this. So she's concerned that her
1: four-year-old is um, becoming too much like men on the internet. So this is uh, Dear Karen Feeding. Am I raising a mansplainer? My son is almost five, and he has been very voluble and also willful.
2: He's a he very, is a willful, very boy. willful boy.
1: For the past few months, he has taken to interrupting us when we are talking and saying, actually, actually, he does this to both me, his mother, and to his father, my spouse. It occurs when we are explaining things to him. And, of course, he is always really wrong because he is four, and these are topics that we have a PhD in. Wait, it's so like, they have, to- <laughs> they have a PhD? What, <laughs> what, what topics is he correcting wait, them should, on?
2: Why are you this uh, uh, insecure about it? I have a PhD in potty training.
1: This is
3: like he's like this woman's like actually hurt by her kid being a know-it-all, which like most kids are because it's like I when you don't know what learning is and then you learn something. I bet it's pretty exciting, you know. Like parents are both
0: academics.
3: Yeah, like. Oh my god! Okay, they actually need to give this kid away. These parents should not be.
0: No, if if you have more than one PhD in the family, you should not be able to raise children. No,
3: and if you're, if you have a PhD and then like your kid hurts your feelings by mansplaining about like penguins to you and he's wrong, (laughs) you are too fucked up to have a kid. Tubes tied, vasectomy, fucking no. Get no, give it to someone else. No.
2: Actually, penguins are a man in a suit, like R2-D2. <laughs>
3: yeah, he says that, and you just storm off into your room and slam the fucking door.
2: <laughs> you always you're, you're, do this. You're so inconsiderate. The four-year-old has to, I like, I've been co- to Antarctica. I know their penguins are.
3: <laughs> the four-year-old has to, like, coax, coax his 39-year-old parents out of the bedroom. <laughs> like, it's just total vice versa. I mean,
1: it's, it's funny, though, because, like, usually kids, when they want to get all explaining or just exp- like they'll they'll explain to you like a TV show that they watch that you've never seen like you've seen every episode and then they'll just go they'll sort of go like and then, and then and then and then you just sort of have to nod but i like the rub here where it's like he's trying to explain things to me that i have a phd in like what biochemistry what the like what the fuck what, what is this kid talking to you about and like why are you threatened by it
3: well the mom let's be honest she's a phd who is has her feelings hurt by her son doing this and is married to a PhD, we can safely assume the PhD is not in something like biochemistry and is, in fact, a a PhD probably in Sesame Street. That could be what he's explaining to her.
2: But then the kid would know more. He would have more lived experience.
3: That's true. That's true. This fails standpoint theory.
1: (laughs) He goes on. He says, it also occurs nearly every time my spouse is telling him a story because he thinks the story should go a different way we are trying to work on the interruptions and I've tried telling him to ask questions about the, about the understanding instead of saying actually, but still, he does it. My spouse is not concerned. Well, I mean, okay, there's your problem right there. I mean, you've you, you, you got a divided authority in this house. I mean, your spouse seems to think that your are four-year-old now going on five is perfectly normal, but um, he's wrong.
3: Yeah, but my, my spouse isn't completely insane, but I am.
1: He goes here, uh, he notes that we explain things to each other a lot and thinks our son is just picking up on that dynamic. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> it sounds
0: like a real fun household just
1: yeah. sitting around explaining things to each other.
0: But, oh, I,
1: but I think that we need to curb the way our kid is explaining things before he becomes permanently insufferable. I mean, give up the ghost on that. I mean, that's, that's just not happening. There's no way this kid is going to grow up normal.
3: Yeah, give your kid to, like, an HVAC guy or, or someone if you want to prevent that from happening. Ain't happening in this household, Jack.
2: Find a guy who says, if I had a son on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> and give him a the kid.
1: <laughs>
3: There's this great, this guy who's awesome at raising sons. His name is Tell Your Sons This.
2: <laughs> Just tell your sons Yeah, he would be telling the later. kid shit all day long. Yeah, no. Give him like a, a taste a, of his own medicine.
3: Yeah, he has a full book of these things.
1: He goes here, for context, he has trouble with impulsivity, emotional control, and paying attention to instructions, both at home and at school. I mean, this sounds just like an absolutely normal five-year-old.
3: Yeah, this 5 year this fucking baby has no impulse control.
1: (laughs) No way. (laughs) He goes here, "Uh, he has been evaluated and does not have autism, sensory issues, or developmental delays, but he might have ADHD. They saw signs, but didn't want to diagnose him yet. Uh, He seems of usual intelligence and reads at a first to second grade level. He is our only child. Is this behavior age typical? Will he grow out of it, or should we work on it more? What do you suggest? (laughs) Work on
3: it. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, good news. They're going to get him that ADHD diagnosis and just pump him through fucking SSRIs (laughs) and uh, uppers, and it'll be fine.
2: Take him to the vet and get him neutered. <laughs> That's what my parents It'll did. Stop when I sprayed. <laughs> I sprayed everywhere. I tore up the furniture.
1: Yeah, this is just a. Uh, just I don't know. It's it's, it's man one of those words that has a real definitional creep. I mean, I, like the idea is like it's now being applied to your own five year old
2: for just talking to you. <laughs> Would it be different if it was a girl? Well, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, maybe Would a four-year-old girl act differently? Are they really subject to, like, gender pressure to act a certain way? I don't think so. Yeah, well, you're, you're really
3: just, like, a blob. <laughs> to, like, pretty much, like, the double digits. This is, um, yeah, you know how we, like, when we, like, there, there's one that's, like, you know, the cum-snorting one. It's, like, ah, this is great, but it might be fake, you know? I hope this one's fake. This is fucking yeah, this is disturbing. Yeah, really disturbing.
0: Otherwise, there needs to be an Elon Gonzalez-style SWAT raid on that <laughs> yeah. house.
3: Honestly, like Joe Now would be a better parent. Needs to like fucked up Joe Now, like telling, you know, stories about how
1: he integrated Delaware's first porno theater. <laughs> be better for the kid. <laughs> um. I mean, I guess, like, I don't know, my, 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 my suggestion to these parents about how to deal with this problem of a, of a five-year-old talking to you is um, just give them just as much unsupervised screen time as possible. Mm-hmm. Alex, yeah. I, I, know,
2: I know you're a fan of that, that style of parenting. It worked for me. <laughs> I'm mentally normal. All right. So when they were writing that first question, they wanted to say the kid was recommending David Foster Wallace. <laughs> 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 they took it out in edits. He keeps giving me Jonathan Franzen novels.
0: The collections? You should read the collections.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, this, is, this is from the, this is from the, the
1: sort of more, uh, the more adult standard uh, advice section. Dear Prudence, this is the, this is the classic. Uh, help, my grandma thinks she's marrying Toby Keith. My grandma thinks she's marrying a country star. My grandmother told my family that she is talking to and is going to marry the country singer Toby Keith but that it has to be a secret because his manager doesn't want to get getting out for bad publicity. Multiple family members and I have tried to tell her that this is a scam. When she asked us all for $3,000 to send Toby Keith, but she will not listen to us at all. I just don't know what to do. She won't answer our messages half the time because she's mad at us and she lives a thousand miles away. She has fallen for other scams before and lost money, and she doesn't have much to begin with, and, and as most seniors don't. Because I'm so far away, I can't check on her regularly or convince her in person to stop this, and I have no idea what the right resources for her could be. She's 81 and has no real major health issues, but her mother did develop Alzheimer's disease, and I'm worried that that might be part of what's going on. She just texted my dad yesterday that she plans to move to Oklahoma soon, to, quote, be with Toby, and that she's put, <laughs> and that he's put her name on his assets. I'm worried that she'll give up all of her banking info or something, and I have no idea how to stop it or help, and she won't tell any of us any further details. What should I do? Oh, man.
0: I would say uh, get him a guitar or something from the registry. Just
2: celebrate. <laughs> I mean, hey, he has some hits. Because
0: we'll put a boot in your
2: ass. It's the American way. People do this with Reba sometimes in other country stars, it seems like, where they'll email someone or DM them on Twitter or Instagram and say, I'm broke, I, I'm in debt from gambling or something, and I need you to send me money in the form of iTunes gift cards. <laughs> <laughs> they'll do it, and then they'll realize it's not Reba. And the whole thing doesn't quite make sense. It, it doesn't make sense that Toby Keith would be marrying an 81-year-old woman and then (laughs) hide it because I don't think you can really get in trouble for marrying someone who's too old. (laughs) Problematic age gap.
3: Yeah, she would get in trouble. (laughs) She's grooming
2: grooming
1: Toby Keith. (laughs) Keith. (laughs) She would get kicked out of the nursing home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. My my grandmother is on Discord servers with Big and Rich. She's trying to get pictures of their feet. (laughs)
0: Get <laughs> Tag teamed by Brooks and Dunn. Yeah, I mean, I think the solution to this one is
3: it's not for the family. Like, you just got to let that happen. You know, it's for us, the <laughs> readers and you, the listeners. We all have to pretend that this is really happening now. And yeah. that Toby Keith is getting married to this 81-year-old yeah. woman. Yeah, let's no, all start I, I sending think...
0: him congratulatory <laughs> cards and yeah. messages.
1: So, yeah, like, I mean, yeah, this, is, this is a tough one because she says she lives a thousand miles away. And there's, like, the, you know, and now even, like, you know, in a pandemic, it's even harder to fucking, you know, uh, talk to family members or be in person with them. But, like, even so, a thousand miles away, just, you know, and then she's really dug in on this. There's not that much you can do about it. So, like, yeah, like, I, I think it's just treated like the Truman Show. And just, you know, so yeah, like I said, start, start a gift registry with, like, yeah, an American flag guitar.
3: And, like, you should be telling people this. Be like, did you hear Toby Keith got married to this 81-year-old woman? And um, he's also, like, he needs to buy guitars paid for in <laughs> <an> iTunes <laughs> shit because he, he doesn't have money. any <laughs> gambling, yeah.
1: Well, actually, I, I have I have one solution for this that would be, like, maybe a little bit mean, but it might work. Is Toby Keith on Cameo? I mean he may be a little bit too big for that but if there was a way I mean like maybe there's some other country star that is on cameo who's friends with Toby Keith and you could pay for a cameo from them for the grandmother that's just be like hey I'm was just with Toby last night um he was with a different woman sorry you know like just a sort of like a, or, or a testimonial from Toby Keith himself I mean it's 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 not that hard to do with the internet you know if if anyone if anyone knows Toby Keith or has a contact just with his manager or friends deepfake, or something yeah easy. Yeah. Oh, you're right. That's even better. Just, yeah, like do a deep fake video of Toby saying, I'm sorry, Ethel, but, you know, uh, it's not you, it's me. I have to go go now. (laughs) I won't be marrying you. Please stop saying that. That is what they should
2: do. Yeah. Yeah. Just find a picture of him with his current wife that's, like, (laughs) dated now and say he cheated on you. Yeah. This is what rock stars do. They're disgusting, they're lecherous creatures.
3: I'm, uh, I'm on Toby Keith's Instagram right now. Um,
2: he just like, he's the same like,
3: genus as uh, Guy Fieri now. They're like the same thing.
2: Oh, I was going to say, there's a woman who thinks this about James O'Keefe from Project Veritas. She's <laughs> <laughs> like a, a good thing. That's a little bit more credible than, than him.
1: <laughs> Toby Keith, though. I don't it know. It is. Because yeah. that guy's always needs money. You know, he's always got, looking for the next come up, the next scam. And then, like, most of his audience is already. 80-plus-year-old women who are of not quite sound mind and body. Yeah. Uh,
2: Yeah, he probably asks all of them to get married and then does a fake ceremony, and then he counts on them sounding crazy when they talk about it.
1: (laughs) 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 No one will believe you. Well, uh, speaking of sounding crazy, um, here's here's the next uh, Dear Pretty question. Headline, anxious friend stealing medical conditions. My close friend has debilitating medical anxiety. She's medicated for it, sees a psychologist, the whole nine yards. The pandemic obviously did a number on her nerves, but the way this has manifested has become unmanageable. She made an emergency appointment with a specialist for an unbelievably common ailment for which she had not tried the obvious available treatment. Think not taking an Advil for a headache and instead going to a neurologist. She also steals medical conditions. I have a fairly niche, very mild allergy that she is now anxious she has with no evidence. This has happened before. I am very annoyed by this. I do not think I'm being, to- I do not think I'm being totally reasonable. She is not having a good time, is generally, genuinely worried, but it also feels attention-seeking, especially when it's, one, all she can talk about, and two, a condition I actually have. I have not yet chided her, and chiding will not be effective, but I am reaching the end of my patience." Can I ask her to stop talking to me about ailments I also have or to stop telling me when she is worried she has something and wait until she's been diagnosed? If she actually has something, I don't want to fail at supporting her, which I feel like I'm doing with anxiety, but this is really grinding my gears. Do I just need to get over myself? The worst thing you can
2: do in a friendship is copying.
1: That's the <laughs> most heinous <laughs> crime. So if someone's yeah. copying,
2: cut them out of your life immediately.
1: Completely agree. I mean, I think maybe... I think maybe this person should have developed an even more boutique medical ailment, but like as a, like just sort of like as as a fake, like as a test, like you know, like uh, just just come up with some really rare disease that has really obvious symptoms, and then maybe you get like um, you know like a Hollywood like effects artist to do some like prosthetic work, so it looks like skin is falling off your face or something, and then when your friend uh, starts claiming to also have it,
2: then ask to see the receipts, i.e. the the festering boils. You can trick them into sending themselves to a leper colony. You put it on your face, and then they put it on their face, and then put them in the truck. You don't have to deal with it anymore.
1: Well, it's funny you bring up uh, leprosy, Alex, because uh, the the next uh, question uh, deals directly with leprosy. This is from the How to Do It sex column. I'm a heterosexual, cisgendered male in my 30s. I have Hansen's disease. But you're probably more familiar with That's the That's leprosy. Name, what le- the fuck? Leprosy. Leprosy. <laughs> I am cured by World Health Organization standards and do not actively medicate anymore, and my neural damage was minimal. Generally, my physical health is good. However, the psychological and social ramifications of the conditions were more wide-ranging. I was diagnosed about five years ago, and most of my relationships have been short, abortive things, ending within 24 hours of a partner finding out about my condition. I recently met a nice woman, Jacqueline, in quotation marks. Extremely uncommonly, she is not afraid of my medical history. Recently, she shared a persistent fantasy she has that we'll be having sex, and my penis will fall off and stay inside her forever. (laughs) That's a keeper. (laughs) Oh, my God.
3: Jacqueline, I love you.
1: Needless to say... Needless to say, I find this extremely disturbing, and the fetishizing of a condition that has seriously influenced my life is kind of insulting. And now that the cat's out Shut of the bag, up. she's become much more vocal and open about it. I do not like this at all, and although I'm not sure I want to break up with her, I do, not want to get her to stop, I do want to get her to stop with this thing. However, I'm not sure the best way to bring it up or how to communicate it while still affirming that I, I do still desire her and want to be with her. I mean, you're looking to gift Taurus in the mouth, buddy. Yeah. I just, you, you know, you got, you, got, you got a lady whose fetish is like, you know, you. And, you know, if the, the condition is cured by World Health Organization standards, there's no chance of your penis actually rotting off and staying inside this woman forever. So just see, have that's some the problem.
0: She, eventually, she's going to get disappointed that it won't happen. And she's going to find another guy with more advanced leprosy.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you trick her I hate when thinking... that happens. <laughs> trick her into thinking it did come off and then say it grew back like a woman. <laughs> 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 then you can do it over and over.
3: That's a pretty that's a pretty good idea. I mean like I my only problem here is like I don't really take her a word of like forever because it's like that thing could fall out when you're like because it is a it's a leprosy penis and it's like probably disintegrating. And, like, you're going to be in line at the bank, and you're going to be wearing, like, a romper or something because it's July, and just, like, a green cock is just going to fall out of your dress. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, I don't, I don't think you intended to be a liar, but now you are one.
0: You definitely can't go to any one of those, like, trampoline
1: fun places places ever again yeah <laughs> you can't go to i can't go to the D- D- discovery zone with my boyfriend's yeah. leprous penis can't, can't, <laughs> can't, can't
0: ride batman the ride at six flags <laughs>
3: this is like I, I really like he probably like should communicate that he like doesn't want to do the dick falling off fantasy but it's like
1: but it's just a fantasy though it's i mean you some fun with it's it
3: and like not gonna happen and also like like Grow up. You're like th- 35 and still sensitive about getting leprosy. Everyone's gotten it. <laughs> it's like chicken pox. <laughs> <You know>, <laughs> all remember when we all got it. Everyone's had it. Um, every, every,
1: everyone, they would have leprosy parties when I was a kid. All the kids yeah, would go same. over and sleep over and get, get Hansen's disease. <laughs> but I just like the idea that, yeah, like, like what you said, like she's going to leave him with a guy with more advanced, severe case of leprosy. So just like, oh, God, I hate when all the girls at the leper colony just zone me for a guy who doesn't have a nose.
3: <laughs> that was like leprosy. You know how you have like really stupid, like unlikely fears as a kid. One of my biggest ones was getting leprosy because I'd seen a Simpsons <laughs> episode with leprosy, and I was like, I was obsessed with the idea of like, am I gonna get this? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I, as far as
1: diseases go, it's pre- it's pretty scary.
3: It's scary, but it's like okay, I mean, not, like, not
1: anymore though. I mean, that's the thing.
3: Yeah, it's yeah,
1: for a kid it's scary but it's just
3: like living in like Chicago. Where am I going to get it?
1: Well, you never know. I mean, uh, actually like this is uh this pings in with uh Felix you're and I's current access- obsession. Uh do you think leper's penis would be like a good dark souls item, like some sort of charm or some sort of yes. enchanted object?
3: And if he, it's like if a woman character like invades your world and you PvP her, it like she it has too much pleasure to fight you she can't attack because of the leprosy peanuts, which is every woman's fantasy.
2: It drops out of a witch when you kill her. (laughs) (laughs) She's been holding this inside her for decades, and you have to return it to somebody for gold.
3: (laughs) Giving this, like, fucking green unraveling cock to the blacksmith. (laughs) Oi, where'd you get this, boyo? I'll make a fine weapon out of this for you.
2: Thank you for avenging my grandfather. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it just seems like um, I mean, like that. It, it's it's an
1: odd fantasy, and, and one that does ping my. Uh, is this letter real or not? I mean, I just assume they are all fake at this point. Yeah. But um, it's just like, like, yeah, like, well, you, you found someone whose fantasy is you, and if you like the person, like, why not, you know, help them live out uh, their fantasies? I mean, what's the what's the worst that can happen? Like I said, your dick is not actually going to fall off, and she doesn't actually want a dead man's cock inside of her or at yeah, least not, yeah, at, least not with at least not indefinitely <laughs> maybe just for I 5 mean, to 10
0: minutes how many people in america uh, have had leprosy how many people with dick fall off leprosy fetishes are there you really did hit the sexual lottery here this is looking at yeah. gift horse
2: in the uh, decrepit uh, dick <laughs> It, it, People it, it, with that fetish were so happy in the Middle Ages. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You can <laughs> just <laughs> pick someone off the street. You know, actually, St. Francis had this
1: fetish, and that was actually like the what, what the uh, initially it was the genesis for his sainthood, was <laughs> spending all that time in leper colonies <laughs> <laughs> collecting cocks as they fall off around him.
3: I, I mean, like, I really, like, yeah. I mean, I kind of hope this one's real, because, like, despite the problem, I feel really happy for this guy. Like, if you really, really like her, and it's like she does does have leprosy fantasies yeah no this is people go their whole lives and they never have a connection like this yeah
0: i mean i think about all those guys who all those pent-up horny guys who had to cut a hole in the wall of the molokai leper colony and look at it like porkies
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i mean i was thinking like there, I think there's a way to like to, to bring this letter writer and and the woman who's concerned that her friend is stealing medical conditions from her. I think we need to introduce these two people, the leper guy and the woman who's stealing medical conditions, and then like we'll test the limits of just how committed she is to stealing medical conditions from other people.
3: What's fuck up is that all three letters the writers of all three letters they're all siblings. <laughs> this is all one family, my family. <laughs>
1: Produced by Chuck Lorre. <laughs> well, there you go. That's just, um, just helping people with uh, their lives as as we do on this show. Uh, okay, so uh, moving on now. Um, again, that very much related to leprosy. Let's talk about Jake Tapper. Um, I, I came across this, uh, Amber sent me this, uh, th- this, is a, this is a profile of Jake Pat Tapper in the Financial Times, and this is sort of one of those things where they, they kind of like ask the same series of questions of someone, and they, they, they sort of give you like a little taste for like what they're up to, what kind of things they're into, uh, just what's on their mind. So join me now as we take a glimpse inside the mind of CNN's Jake Tapper. Headline, I'm generally more of an old school rap kind of guy. The CNN author talks personal taste. Okay, so my personal style signifiers are dark suits, white shirts, and ties, and maybe a fun pocket square or cufflinks for color. I'm a news anchor, so this is my go-to uniform. I've recently restarted wearing glasses on air as well. My wife bought me a Dita Statesman 3 glasses, and I find it's just easier to keep wearing them than remembering to take them off in between segments. Yeah, and this is like of course sort of like a buying guide. So the glasses are 535 pounds. So that's pretty uh, you know, you know, that's uh, pretty standard there. He like he wears suits. He's wearing a fun pocket square and cufflinks for color. But what are those cufflinks? He says here, "The last thing I bought and loved was a pair of Grogu or Baby Yoda cufflinks. I'm mm. a big fan of the Star Wars spin-off series, The Mandalorian, and I'll wear these on air." I also have a pair in the likeness of my dogs, Winston and Clementine. I got them for my birthday from a viewer
2: who knew that I love cufflinks. So there you go. That viewer needs to be 5150.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buying Jake Tapper. Uh, yeah, it's like, that's probably an old person. It's better to get scammed by Toby Keith than to buy Jake Tapper cufflinks. Knowing if you
2: know it. that Jake Tapper likes cufflinks, if that's a fact <laughs> you know... <laughs> you need help
3: <laughs> yeah i i will be hitting my head against the wall to forget that fact after this show
1: <laughs> my grandmother won't stop buying cufflinks for cnn news anchors what do you guys think though the, the grogu cufflinks is that is that class or swag is that drip or die drip yeah, yeah, yeah that's okay. drip absolutely drip uh, uh okay here you goes. the best souvenir i've brought home is a long story I wrote a book in 2012 about combat outpost Keating in Afghanistan, but I was never able to actually get there. A soldier friend of mine brought me some earth from that spot, and when the book was made into a movie, my family and I went to Bulgaria for the shoot. My kids collected dirt from the set, and we combined it with the actual dirt from the camp, and my father-in-law made souvenir pens using the mixture that are a tribute to this battle, the soldiers who died and the gold star families who lost loved ones. I mean, what kind of? I mean, if you're a gold star family and like Jake Tapper made a fucking pen with some dirt in it for you, how pissed are you? I mean, come on.
3: Yeah, that's um, that's one way to commemorate (laughs) them. Just like, yeah, his Jake Tapper's dirt pen. That's like half Bulgarian dirt. It isn't even from
1: where they died. Well, no, it's like he he made the pen by getting one of those pornographic pens where when you turn it upside down, the naked lady's bikini falls off, but when you turn it upside down, the dirt from Bulgaria mixes with the dirt from Afghanistan and comes together to form a sort of battle mud that you can think about when you're signing Christmas cards.
3: Yeah, Pat Tillman's pants fall down when he (laughs) puts it upright.
2: When someone dies, they like to be remembered not by their face or their name or what they did, but the dirt they were on when they got killed.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is just like Tapper has always been like had a really lame like soldier thing, but this he is has like such
2: a soldier
1: fetish. It's really yeah, nauseating.
3: Yeah. You could just send him a Tom of Finland drawing and be like, This is a drawing of my uncle who's in the navy. He loves you. Loves how you tell the truth.
1: Yeah, no, the, uh, <laughs> this, this pen contains the ashes of all of Pat Tillman's uniform and personal effects that were incinerated mere minutes after, he, after the friendly <laughs> fire incident that killed him. This paperweight features the fragment of his skull that was missing from the official autopsy. Here's some of the water that William Colby drowned in. <laughs> all right, here he goes. Um, the last item of clothing I added to my wardrobe was probably a tie, I have solids, prints, florals, wacky ones, though not Al Yankovic wacky, more conservative styles, and of course Yoda and Millennium Falcon ties because I love all things Star Wars. Cool.
2: <laughs> What's the last item of clothing you guys added to your wardrobe? Can you remember? Uh Grogu cufflinks. <laughs> I just bought them on Amazon. Uh Grogu cockring.
1: <laughs> all right. Um the best gift I've received is an acoustic guitar from my friend and TV host, Jimmy Kimmel. It's made by Rockbridge Guitar Company. Dave Matthews also owns one, and Jimmy knows I'm a huge Dave Matthews fan, so this was special. I can't really play it, but I did download the app to learn at the beginning of the pandemic like everyone else. It's just sitting there waiting to be played. So uh, would it shock you to learn that Jake Tapper is a big Dave Matthews fan?
3: For the most part, his entire thing is like the most normal man in the world. Like, just, like, so normal that it's freakish.
2: Yeah. A white man of his age who has money. Yeah. The last music I downloaded was
1: Shoot for the Stars, Aim for the Moon by American rapper Pop Smoke. Everyone was talking about this posthumous album, so I was interested. I'm generally more of an old-school rap kind of guy. The Sugar Hill Gang, Warren G., Biggie, Tupac, Melly Mel, the Beastie Boys. I mean, that's, that's, that's like all over the, that's all over span. their place. That's all the over the Sugar, the sugar Hill good. Gang wow. and Melly Mel. Uh, yeah, like uh, that is not in the same uh, category as uh, Warren G, Biggie and Tupac. I mean, like the, the, that, that, the Sugar Hill, that's the era of rap music that like Matt listens to. <laughs> and <laughs> that, that's right. the Matt anti-drug rap album. He actually collaborated with Grandmaster Flash on that one. <laughs>
0: I got to say, uh, the fact that he did not name drop Young MC proves that he's a busta.
3: That would
2: be that would
3: be cool if like one day one of us were like we we're randomly out and about we we're in like Dumbo for some reason and we hear this noise like me or Will and we're like what, what 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 the fuck's that and it's Rappers Delight and we sort of walk over against a better judgment and it's like Jake Tapper and Matt and a bunch of other like white guys like spinning on their heads on cardboard like it's just their <laughs> secret shame that they have this old, like Sugar Hill Gang club. <laughs> they do like old cardboard day- break dancing.
2: That song is like 42 minutes long. <laughs> and <laughs> and most you just know they're people... getting indigestion. <laughs> uh, some guy like Jake Tapper is like hitting a joint and just vibing out to that whole song with headphones on.
1: <laughs> In my fridge, you'll always find hard-boiled eggs because they are the perfect snack food that's also healthy. That's that's uh, that's wretched. That's That's wretched to me. I mean, eat that I mean, every uh, day, <laughs> eating a hard-boiled egg just as a snack every day, like it's just a healthy snack. Just pop a hard-boiled egg in your mouth. I mean, look, it's not, it's not bad. It's an okay, it's an okay breakfast to have. I suppose it is healthy. But I mean, is a hard-boiled egg? Is anyone, is anyone a real fan of those just as a snack? I, li- food? I like, I like a hard-boiled egg. Yeah, but like you know,
0: one. I don't know. Once, Once in a, a day, while, no, I would not have one every day. Yeah. That's crazy. You don't like? I, food. I do. I do occasionally get a, a hankering. I will admit, where I'm just thinking. You know what i really like with that right now would
1: be a hard boiled egg. I'd much much prefer a soft boiled egg. And then you dip a little toast wedge in I, it. Well, yeah, but on. I mean I can't make one of those. I've tried. It's impossible.
0: You
3: don't <laughs> yeah, you don't like getting like a nice hard boiled egg that's been in your refrigerator a little while. You sit on it a little bit to warm it up, and it actually takes exactly forty two minutes to get it to the temperature you want, so you can listen to Rapper's Delight in its entirety. You don't like doing that?
0: I like the cold I do like the cold uh hard boiled egg. I, I like, prefer it that way. I like when I make a I put it in the fridge, get it nice and cold before I eat it.
3: I'm ambivalent on them, uh but I do uh what I love is a deviled egg.
0: Well deviled eggs are amazing. Well yeah, sure, but that's, that's not a healthy snack. Thing. That's not yeah, a healthy
2: yeah, snack. Yeah, it is. Though.
3: It has all the food groups, white, hard. Soft, Soft goo, Onion. goo, Onion. goo, shell, <laughs> crunch, maybe, crunch. Uh, you're doing it wrong. No, you should put one crunch in there. That's what doctors recommend. <laughs>
1: uh The one artist whose work I could collect, if I could, is Vincent van Gogh, and specifically Starry Night. It's not oh, terribly. Wow. Ri- really? <laughs> it's
3: not terribly Goddamn, original, dude.
1: Getting deep cuts here.
3: Yeah, this is like this guy is just like a census. Response yeah. like this is a very normal average man.
0: Yeah, and he that's almost what's said so terrifying Lisa. about how how these guys are like a lot, especially the media guys. Like they self consciously seem to, or or it either attracts hollow people or they seek to hollow themselves out, and just like be uh, just absorb the 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 fat part of the bell curve on all cultural uh, things.
1: Um, he goes here. Yeah. Um, I'd love I'd love this tranquil painting in my living room. It's interesting that such gorgeous and calm-inducing paintings are by someone who had so much personal struggle. I find his work to be very reassuring. I mean, this is like, these are NPC-style answers to these questions. <laughs> like, he, has, he has the most generic tastes and like, reasons for having those tastes. He's like, Starry Night, very, very tranquil to look at, but you'd never think the guy who painted it was
2: mentally ill. Really makes you think. Aren't these the choices you have for paintings in Animal Crossing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Starry Night and the Big Wave from Japan, and <laughs> with nighthawks.
3: Yeah, it, oh my God, he is a quest giving NPC. This is incredible.
1: <laughs> my favorite painting: Whistler's Mother. I just, I just think, what would it be like if she was my mother?
3: Jake, what are your favorite songs? You know, like Happy Birthday, Prairie Jockey. <laughs>
1: And then finally he says if I weren't doing what I do I would be a novelist. I really do love what I do for CNN, but my first novel The Hellfire Club came out in 2018 and the sequel The Devil May Dance is coming out in May. It's set in the 1960s It's set in 1960s Hollywood and mystery ensues. I had a great time writing it. It has allowed me to escape, especially in these past few years, an indecent and ugly political environment, as well as the tragedy and isolation of the pandemic. To be able to walk away and spend a few hours with Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack in the middle of all of that was really fun. I enjoy solving the problems and puzzles thrown up by plot lines and also delving into history. I liked the idea that... Um, uh, his escape from the ugly and indecent present is like a James Elroy novel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just love to hang out
2: with Dino and Frank. Depper is nostalgia for the weirdest things. Like, he's really into the greatest generation. I don't know if it's misplaced affection for his dad or his grandpa or something like that, but Frank Sinatra is not his shit. He's, like, 51.
3: Yeah, he should be, like, you'd be judging by, like, his age profile and, like, what he thinks is funny that he'd be one of those, like, fucking loser uh 51 year old who's super into the blues brothers but no yeah he wants to um he wants to have done his exact job in like 1948
1: (laughs) i'm just imagining like my my most jake tower my most prized possession is the harmonica uh from aerosmiths honking on bobo yes folks it's bobo the harmonica i just like to look at it and wonder what it would be like to honk on it (laughs) <laughs> it provides a much-needed escape
2: from these difficult political times we live in. Hocking right, well, on Bobo. I forgot about that. It probably still has spit in it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use it, because you're going to get hep C.
3: Yeah, my wife has this fantasy about me sticking Bobo up her pussy and the spit stays in her forever. It's like <laughs>
1: Steven Tyler is licking your pussy forever. <laughs> you
2: could just hit him up.
1: he <laughs> would be happy to do that. Anytime. Yeah. All right, well... Uh, you remember that uh, a little bit earlier, Jake Tapper said he was a fan of, quote, old school hip hop. Well, wouldn't you know it, in this next Jake Tapper reading series, he put all of his knowledge of rap music and hip hop culture, um, he's brought that to bear on this satirical article written for Salon.com in February 2003 called "Gang Banging in Media Land. This is
3: awesome. (laughs) Like, I've read this many times. It's awesome.
1: (laughs) The New Republic busts a cap in the New York Times backside for hoeing out on Iraq.
2: Mm. (laughs) (laughs)
1: This is awesome. Like, this is, like,
3: I just want to tell people, like, a lot of you, you know, like Alex, were born in 2010. And you, like, weren't alive for this when it was, like, this is what, like, all media was like. It was... I don't even really want to spoil it, but I mean, you'll you'll see, you'll 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 see.
1: Uh, the piece begins with a, a news item quote that says rival hip hop magazines The Source and XXL are lock, or sorry, XXL are locked in an increasingly ugly feud that has reared its head in advertising boycotts on rap records and in nasty, over the top gangsta editorial slams against one another. And then secondly, paired with a news item from the following day that just says the normally left of center New Republic penned an editorial blasting fellow liberals at the editorial page of The New York Times for demonstrating intellectual incoherence in their views on the Iraq war. Okay, so this is this is Jake Tapper now writing um, gangbanging in uh, media land. This is whack, yo, said Peter P. Biddy Beinart, the much feared editor of TNR, as he slammed that morning's New York Times down on his desk whack true dat affirmed executive editor snoop kitty or kicking it old school in dupont circle ice skim venti latte in hand um, colin sino has been acting janky one day it's all inspectors un disarmament then she busts a ck and disarmament is just an option dizam i um i like <laughs> it's pretty good right This <laughs> is pretty good air through
3: my teeth the first time i read this so fucking much like it is it's amazing that he was like able to live his life after that. <laughs> it's like, like if I had ever written something like this, I would just like kill myself. Not out of like being canceled or whatever, but it's just like, God damn, this sucks.
1: It's really from not good. The, from the corner, boom, the voice of literary of literary editor L W Cool L. Uh, I believe that that L W Cool L is his rap moniker for Leon Weiseltier. That just doesn't even make sense. It's just really bad. <laughs> oh, you think he's cool, huh? <laughs> uh, former mixmaster of JWA. <laughs> his lovely oh. young... Oh, God. His lovely young bride on his lap. A draft of cottish 2. This time it's personal by his side. How you want to carry it, San? he asked. I mean, what's with these homies dissing my pearl? Why do the old gray lady got a front? biatch sneered Snoop, Snoop King. I can't even he read this shit. Bitch I the can't,
3: can't even he read like, is a separate?
1: I, I, I do like God, how in his satirical it. piece that has like you know is about how, how gangster the new republic is he can't help but include a detail about how
2: Leon Wazeltier has a lovely young bride on his lap I'm sure he does
3: <laughs> yeah probably
2: it seems like he's borrowing lines and changing a few words from Weezer's buddy Holly <laughs> <laughs> like i think that's what he's recalling when he says like what's with these homies dissing my girl yeah what that's from buddy holly
1: that's not rap
2: it's like a couple words switched
1: from the doorway strode the impressive silhouette of senior editor lil coddle in full bling bling what's up shorty asked snoop kitty her biatch but lil coddle was serious bust an op-ed in his ass yo a few hundred miles north on 43rd Street, New York Times executive editor Purple Reigns was rapping with Colin Sino, editor of the editorial page. How do you spell Hans Blix? A copy editor inquired of Reigns. H to the Izzo, Reigns began before he could finish. Managing editor Gerald Boyd ran breathlessly to his side, memos a flying from his pockets. Holla at me, Reigns instructed. The bones oh, in my face are hot. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm so fucking uh, embarrassed. Oh, oh, my God. I would Hide be, under uh, the
2: galaxy. Fuck. I would be taking one of my baby Yoda ties if I were him <laughs> and uh, <laughs> tying a knot with it. And,
3: yeah, this is like no one you would know. even... This sucks so much that, like, no one would even, like, cancel you for being racist. It would just be, like, everyone... Like, even, like, yeah... <laughs> Anyone who normally like does threads canceling people would be like, Jake Tapper, this is the gayest shit ever. <laughs> you have to kill yourself.
2: <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Yeah, I'm
3: so like, uh, I have like the AC running. I'm like sweating.
2: Like, this yeah, is so my face bad. is flushing. How embarrassed I am for Jake Tapper.
1: It's gets better. Here he goes, Boyd presented his boss with a fax copy of the new TNR. Wishing that they could be us, so all they do is hate, he mumbled under his breath. But the truth is, they don't even come close to our rate base. Raines mumbled something about TNR owner Marty Master P. Colinsino. Oh, wait, oh, sorry. Raines mumbled something about TNR owner Marty Master P. <laughs> Colinsino thought she had heard something about the softest, fakest wannabe gangsta in Bethesda. Don't be sweating that, Colinsino, ever the voice of reason implored. They're play haters. It's infra dig beneath us, yo. Uh, referring to uh, referring to Marty Perez as uh, uh, Master P. Uh, Marty Perez. I mean, there's a joke about R. Kelly in there somewhere, but I can't quite bring myself to make it. Fashi hmm. <laughs> <laughs> But those D. C. Bama's rain's eyes turned benzo red as he continued to read the editorial. Disarmament has been reduced wait, to a wait, year. What?
3: benzo like benzodiazepine right it's
1: good. capture yeah capitalized benzo red like maybe the Mercedes need... Benz but uh, they're oh, benzo color. red yeah okay yeah is, oh man I
2: thought this he was talking is about like
1: Benzino owner of the Source magazine <laughs> 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 yeah
3: this is like there's a lot wrong with this but I think like my th- like the thing that really is accounting for like my body's harsh reaction to it is that it's like you know how earlier he was like Oh, I love old school rap, like, you know, Mob Deep and uh Sugar Hill Gang. Kendrick where it's Lamar. like a thirty like thirty year span. That's the same thing here where it's like in the same sentence, like one character will talk like like superfly. <laughs> like the next like the next it's like a more contemporary thing. And it just it's so like fucking baffling. Like what like I can get him doing this because this is like what a guy like this would think is funny in two thousand three, but like, like the amount of people this had to go through to like get here. Yeah, it's
1: yeah. It's, somebody it's, had so, to edit it,
0: and somebody like, had and to also put it
1: on a website. I, I just like I, I think like it, it. It bears noting that like I mean it's easier to lose it in in the midst of his just just oh god hide under the galaxy like rap style uh, uh, ventriloquizing of what he thinks is. Sort of the way the streets talk. Yeah. Um, th- this is all in the context of like the run up to the Iraq War and like the New Republic's like banging the drums for like the George W. Bush's propaganda effort to like get us involved in a totally needless slaughter. That's th- th- that's or what I'm saying. saying
3: that, that, that's what I'm saying. Where it's like this is what everything was like. It was like you're gay if you don't want to go to war with Iraq and you suck and you're a pussy. Uh, and I'm actually to the left of you, and that's why I support it. And it was, like, this. Like, this was the comedy.
2: The New York Times was too soft on it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, again, like, and
1: the softness here is just, like, that. their editorial page just said, like, hey, maybe we should let Hans Blix finish his his job before invading the country. So it goes here, uh, fucking A. Uh, Disarmament has been reduced to a mere preference to be undertaken only if or when international opinion embraces it. Fuck that shit. Reigns was livid. Respect the architect or get broken," he said. Boyd Trimple and went to write. Went to write another memo. The TNR crew had been known for drivebys for years. Franzen, Moody, whatever young Nizza was living lizard. Like, whatever young what? <laughs> what yeah, what, what was that supposed to be? What, 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 what? Uh, what? N- Nizza, Nizza. It's just two two Z's instead of a G. Wow. Two Z's, huh? Yeah. Okay. Was Liz living Lizarge L W Cool L and his posse would side wow in their pee ride and turn Charlie Rose Green
2: Room into a killing field. But this was something else. No one. There's been- another one where. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <we> Charlie. Just- <laughs> he says someone who was actually doing some crimes in there. Yeah, there no, are like, like okay, it's three like, or, like, or four dude Marty- Bar- guys. In here. Marty Perez, yeah, oh, Leon Weiseltine- Weinstein Char- was there with Charlie a fourteen-year-old girl. <laughs> Just all this shit going on that he was ignoring.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, Like Matt Lauer had the button that locked his door in his office. Yeah, he, that's he's super like, fresh. He's, he's like
3: Leon Black and Glenn Dubin there, and he's like his like mind starts racing. He sees something weird, and he's like, "What if they were black guys?" <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing going through his head. What if they
2: were in the Sugar Hill Gang? <laughs> <laughs> but also Bone thugs in harmony He's like <laughs> yeah.
3: just the greatest acts of evil, like a global conspiracy, like it's all happening around him. Yo, and he yo, and dog. he's like, yo, yo, what if
1: Alec Baldwin busted a cap? Like, what, dude? Yo, you know my man, uh, Alan D. Dershowitz, always be having the flyest honeys around him, though. Jeffrey Epstein got <laughs> mad shorties up in the crib. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, he's such a play, he got his own island. Can't wait to shoot a music video there. Yeah, the because- only pe- the only people like in this thing who
3: didn't get like metued are it's like Judith Miller who went to prison. <laughs> like it's like yeah, amazing. This it's is like quite everyone a time either capsule. Everyone either like got like severely metued or fucking like was famous for lying about the Iraq War or both in many cases.
1: Yeah, I mean if it's the New Republic, like all of the above. It uh, goes there, but this was something else. Uh, no one had been able to talk reason to either crew, even as circulation numbers for both crews went through the roof. Gran, Weisberg, Rosen—all the usual emissaries with expertise in calming Northwest West Side shootouts—have lately found themselves shooting blanks. Matters have not been helped by the controversial Bone Thugs and Sullivan, once affiliated with both crews until Rains and he got in each other's dental work. He was savage, agitating. In any case, that brings us to today, where editorials are flying and all sorts of innocents are being caught in the crossfire. Perhaps the sentiments of those of us who love both crews was summed up best in a chat room devoted to the feud. Isn't it time we learned, wrote someone called Wolfsman, we're all in the same gang. Word. That's the mic. That's, we're all that's the also what I'm saying gang. about yeah. you guys.
2: <laughs> yeah. I love how, like, I yeah. love how
3: the, the, the way this ends is yeah. like, Hey, like, don't worry about the Iraq thing. We're either gonna kill like two million people, or you know, like, whatever. But let's make it so the news gets along.
1: Yeah, we're all in the same gang. I mean, I think that's the perfect way. Yeah, the, per, like, there's it's just it. Th- this is a great reading series because it just it reveals so much. It reveals so much about the yeah. moment it was produced in and about the brain that produced it.
3: This is yeah. It, it, it's it's the most I've ever like. Physically felt the two thousand three internet as an adult, like it's yeah, it's very... a bad,
0: vi- it's like a, vi- a, a, a an evil vibration from history coming to grab you around the spine.
3: Yeah, it's like it's not. Yeah, it's a chaotic evil. Like that, someone didn't mean to create this. This is just like
2: this is like a fucking Balrog. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, it spawned from hell.
2: I'm glad I was here for the worst reading series of all time.
3: <laughs> yeah, no. yeah,
1: pretty good, right? I
2: don't so think, bad.
3: I don't think you can make a worse one. I think even if it was, like, a second-by-second, second, like, transcript and just vivid description of, like, the Nicholas Burke beheading, I would, like, have an easier time getting through
2: it. I'm going to read the Pitchfork John Coltrane review as a palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like, that was
3: significantly more tasteful than this.
1: It's, uh, I just... I, I mean, I was shocked to find out Jake Tapper was writing anything for Salon, much let alone this satirical article. That is, um, it's fresh. wow, wow. It's yeah. uh, <laughs> fresh. It's pretty, how, pretty dope. Like,
3: how old was he when he did this? Fifty-one now. This is in two thousand three. So, so in his thirties. So that's awesome. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. (laughs) Yeah, he was like 33
1: when he wrote this
3: that's awesome oh my god that just oh that adds so much to it
1: coincidentally the age jesus christ was when he was yeah this is his executed. sermon on the mount or <laughs> yeah. on the mizount as it were Fuck off. i mean i think oh, the one god. thing we can all agree on is that the iraq war was super dope and fresh
3: <laughs> yeah it was fresh dude <laughs> oh my god yeah the Haditha massacre happened when a bunch of busters was trying to fucking take their lowriders and drink 40s. His house, finna.
2: We're going to turn it into a crater and then break dance in it. <laughs> yeah,
3: this is, yeah, this is, the rest of my day is ruined. Yep. <laughs> I have such a, I have like, I'm like itchy. Like, I feel so fucking bad. This is what leprosy feels
1: like. <laughs> yeah. If you're a woman who's fantasized, yeah about
3: we all have fantasized about
1: it we've all fantasized about something like that but yeah like if you're a woman who has a lifelong fantasy to have their partner's uh cock uh fall off from disease and then keep it inside them make them read this article because i just lost mine
3: yeah mine is rolling down it's my just, pant it's like just it's under it's, it's, my just, desk
1: <laughs> it turned to ash as i was reading this just the, it's like me saying those words out loud was like an incantation. I am hollowed now, Felix. My hollow stats were are just hollowed through the, through the fucking roof.
3: Yeah, we have lost all our sanity points from this one. Pretty good.
1: Pretty good. Good article. Good article. <laughs> and uh, Jesus Christ! Great. <laughs> great taste from Jake <laughs> Tapper. I, I would. I would.
0: I would even classify it as the bomb. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Like I don't even. Yeah. It's, like, I've seen this, you know, shared around, and I think it's, like, a testament to how, like, physically powerful it is that, like, no one's really tried to, like, there's never been, like, a big thing of people, like, trying to cancel them for it. It's just, like, anyone who gets through it, like, they're done with screens for the day. You're (laughs) done. You're walking away.
1: No, you like you can't you can't make a big deal out of this because like even sharing and screenshotting it is like dangerous. It's like to you and other people. Like I mean, you, you can try to make a, you can try to cancel Jake Tapper for this, but would you like to still have a penis? I mean like, yeah, no. you just you have to weigh that consideration. Yeah, and like please
3: don't do that because like you are this is the real pandemic. People seeing this. You don't want to ruin people's day. As it's certainly ruined mine and possibly my life.
1: Well, there we go. Jake Tapper uh, sharing his thoughts about just meet the gang banging in Media Land. I just, I, I God, I, I, he needs to add like another another novel to the Hellfire Club series. That's just all this. It's three hundred and fifty pages of him writing like this.
3: I like believe in QAnon as an aspirational thing now because, like, I I like need him to be held accountable by a military tribunal for this.
2: He's already been executed and replaced by a clone.
3: Yeah, he's in the QAnon th- in QAnon Mythos, he didn't even do anything. It's just this article.
2: <laughs> That's why he's not constantly embarrassed by this, because it's a different person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like Yeah,
3: it's amazing. Not only is he like not embarrassed, but it's like he still wants to be like this super public, like pop culture figure. So on some level he was like that was cool.
1: It's just, it's uh, 2003, man. God, it's just... It, it's, awesome year. Like, it's just... Th- like, reading this in 2021 feels like reading, like, Lothrop Stoddard on, like, the degeneration of the white race <laughs> in, like, the early 20th century. Or it's something. an example it's just, of the degeneration <laughs> of the white race, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: man. Well, there I, we go, guys. We kind of have to, like, preserve this, dude, because it's, like, I do feel like we're doomed to repeat this if we don't, like, preserve it, you know? This was our generation's holocaust.
1: Well, I mean, you know, hopefully Marty Peretz and Leon Wieseltier will be dead soon. So, I mean, we, 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 like, the, the, the memory of this will just be, like, washed away. And that then be... we can pour some out for our homies.
3: <laughs> Jake Tapper will, like, if Biden keeps, like, ending politics, Jake Tapper will write another one like this. Like, when one of those guys die.
1: Well there we go. I think that does it for today's episode. Um, just uh, it was it was uh, the bomb diggity, I would say.
3: <laughs> yeah. This episode was flies all get out.
1: <laughs> there we go, fellas. I want to thank uh, our guest Alex Nichols of Chapo FYM for hanging out with us today. Thank you, Alex. Always a pleasure. Thank you, And Alex. please uh, like and subscribe to Chapo FYM on Twitch and also uh, check out their Patreon where where with uncensored madness rune videos that are almost as bad as that reading series, but not quite.
3: governed by DMCA.
2: We've never watched anything that bad. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I guess not. All right, guys. Till next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye.
0: I said a hip hop, a hip hop, a hip hit, a hip hop. You don't stop the rocket to the bang, bang, boogie. Say up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to the beat. Now what you hear is not a test. I'm rappin' to the beat. My friends are gonna try to move your feet. You see, I am Wonder Mike, and i like to say hello. Up to the black, to the white, the red and the brown, and the purple and yellow. But first, I gotta bang, bang the boogie to the boogie. Say, up, jump the boogie to the bang, bang boogie. Let's rock. You don't stop, rock the rhythm that I make your body rock. Well, so far you've heard my voice, but I brought two friends along. And next on the mic is my man. Hank. Come on, and sing that song. Check it out. I'm the C-A-S-N, the O-V-A, and the rest is F-L-Y. You see, I go by the code of the doctor of the mix, and these reasons, I'll tell you why. You see, I'm six foot one,
2: and I'm tons to fun, and I guess to a D.